Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Tamar Haddad. She's the author of Theoretical Views on the Palestinian Society. Tamar, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today. So I have to just say to everyone that as a speaker, I'm privileged to speak all around the world, whether recently in Australia or in Saudi Arabia or Switzerland or Lithuania or the U.S. or all over the world. And I must say I was invited by a U.S. consulate program in Ramallah, Palestine four years ago and is hands down one of the most memorable and meaningful trips in the world. And not to get too political, you can believe what you want. But ultimately, like all things, you have to go to the place that people talk about. And if you ever have a chance to go to Ramallah, Palestine, which is in the West Bank, it is one of the most powerful experiences that I have ever experienced because Ramallah is like the New York City of Palestine and the Palestinian people. For the, we have people from all around the world, but Palestinians are like the Midwestern, Midwestern people in the Middle East, meaning they're so kind and so giving and so generous that I was so blown away about the people I met there. So I want to just our listeners to know that Again, when you think about Palestine and Israel, it's so loaded and, and, and um, unfortunately polarizing that I want you all to know that I personally have been there and I've met many Palestinians at the place that is so much conflict. So that being mm-hmm. said, Tamar, thank you so much for being on our show and I really appreciate you being here. Again, I'm very happy to be here. And I'm so happy that you got to see Palestine because the media shows Palestine in a different stereotypical way, which is not always true. That's why we always appreciate people like you coming and visiting and seeing how it actually really is. Yeah. So talk to us about this, this book that you're working on called The Theoretical Views of the, on the Palestinian Society. Yes. So this is um, recently somebody on LinkedIn contacted me and asked me if I'm interested, interested in writing a book. So in the beginning, I wanted to have this book to, to create more Palestinian leaders uh, and uh, develop their soft skills. But then I was like, before going through that process, I think it's very important to actually help Palestinians accept people who are diverse. So there's this first part of the book that is actually directed to Americans or not necessarily Americans, but anyone else who is not Palestinian, just to give a background about the the situation. And I tried to be as objective as I could. So I told the story of how Israel became Israel and then the other side of it, which nobody actually sees unless you read about it deeply. So the second part of it uh, is directed to Palestinians on uh, certain issues that we don't really talk about, like the LGBTQ, Q commu- <laughs> the LGBTQ community and the women, uh, race, class, and uh, something else that is not coming to my mind right now. <laughs> okay. But these things are actually considered kind of taboo or nobody wants to talk about them. But I think it's really important because in the long run, they've created a uh, persecution against these people for just being the other or being from a minority or just being different. So I really hope to change that through the book. And the main goal of this book is to create this idea of paying it forward. So you read this book and then you do something to change it, no matter how small that change is. 
That's great. What is one thing you want the world to know about Palestinians and the Palestinian people? What's one thing you're very proud of that you want to share with, with our, our, our guests? Honestly, <laughs> hospitality. <laughs> like, um, we're always very welcoming. And sometimes I'm here in the US right now. And I kind of miss that because in my culture, you don't ask for something, you just like expect to receive it. <laughs> and in Palestine, I'm pretty sure because you've been there, I'm sure that people serve you very well, especially if you stay at like their home. I don't know if you have any wish you did, but it's very hospitable and I do miss that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's a deep kindness where, 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 where even though I was there for this U.S. consulate-sponsored program, but I asked them, I, I deliberately wanted to go see a refugee camp there, and they mm -hmm. took me there. And I deliberately wanted to go speak in East Jerusalem, and they took me there. And then this man who also was an entrepreneur, he, he brought me to this awesome shawarma place. And so again, it's just, it was just such a powerful experience where I encourage all the listeners it's so easy to judge, you know, like, oh, if you're Palestinian, yeah. if you're North Korean, if you're Chinese, if you're Iraqi, if you're all these countries that supposedly are enemies, and I'm not discounting that there are some elements of criminality in all countries, frankly, in the U.S. as well. But I hope all of us really appreciate that we're all people and those of us who are privileged enough to travel, most of us yeah. really have the same dreams and hopes. And so, Tamara, thank you so much for sharing that. So talk to us when you talk about, when you talk about you want to develop leadership in and for Palestinian students, what are some things you want to help them develop relative to these leadership skills, like specifically? Um, maybe the main aspect of my interpretation of leadership is actually accepting diversity and then having a positive impact in your own society. So for me, that's what a real good leader is. I mean, yes, there are so many other things about leadership, but to me, the most important too is accepting diversity and being able to create a positive impact in your community. And that's great, because in the, in the US, there's such a big push for you know, more inclusion and more diversity, but all the numbers are actually backing what people want. So it's not just this like, oh, it's a cool PR thing, but no, like you actually, if you have more women, more minorities, you just have better bottom line, better engagement, better purpose. So all the actual science-based studies have been there. So for you, mm -hmm. when you, you, you studied at Georgetown University, what were some of the, lessons that you learned that you might want to share with our guests? I love Georgetown University, first of all, because honestly, it has so many programs that support Middle Eastern students. But what I've learned the most is actually um, the relationships between the Middle East and the U.S. And it was really interesting to me. Um, something else was uh, leadership training sessions. So I got so many leadership training sessions. We also learned how to create our own um, CEP. CEP is the community engagement plan. So they helped us design it and then create our own project. Mine was environmental, but here's the thing. I didn't stop there because that was three years ago and now I'm creating something else. I'm kind of working on an NGO, which is a nonprofit that helps Palestinian students to develop their leadership. Is that Yala? Yes, but it's it's not ready yet, especially with everything that's going on with yeah. the coronavirus. Yeah, that's fine. But what does Yala mean? Yala means let's go or let's do something, like let's start something. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Now, do you have any leaders that you admire, that, that you look up to and you learn from? Um, some of my professors, honestly, because 
they had a huge impact on me. They were from Bethlehem University. I studied at so many universities, by the way. <laughs> and uh, they just helped change my whole mentality. If like they didn't change it, I wouldn't be writing this book. I wouldn't be creating this nonprofit. So I think that's really important to me. The, this is what a real leader is, having a very positive impact on you to actually make a change for other people. And what about in Palestine? Are there people that are Palestinians that you admire that, again, our guests may or may not know about? Like, who's one Palestinian leader, past, present, like, that you might admire and that people um, really believe in? Uh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I would still say my professor, Jamil Khadr. He's mm -hmm. kind of famous. Um, he has written so many articles, especially about the Palestinian situation and um, other topics on like just basically taking a situation in real life and then applying theoretical um, criticism on it. And that's basically what I'm doing in my book, but for the Palestinian community. Nice. Why is it called theoretical views? Because in the beginning I wanted to do like deep readings, but I didn't want it to be so boring. <laughs> so it's just basically I'm using theories like feminism, psychoanalysis, Marxism, race theory, and all these uh, critical theories, and applying them to the like to certain contexts in Palestine. That's fascinating. Tamara, thanks so much for being on our show. How can our guests learn more about you and stay in touch with you? Uh, LinkedIn is good. My name is Tamar Haddad. You can also connect with me on Instagram. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you.